Mitchell, I'm going to name a few movies, and I want you to tell me what they have in common. All right. Silence of the Lambs, Dogma, V for Vendetta, Under Siege 2 Dark Territory, and uh, last one's not a movie. It's episode one, season six of Alias, Reckoning. What do these things have in common? Shit. What was the first movie again? Silence of the Lambs. Uh, what do they have in common? Uh, damn. God! These are all uh, things in which people get maced. Oh, okay. Yeah. So today we are... Who gets so, maced in okay. Under Siege 2? Dark Territory. Uh, that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Season 1, Episode 6 of Alias Reckoning. Uh, directed by Dan Atias, who uh, directed so much TV, a lot more Alias, a lot of Always Sunny, like 20-something episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, some 90210, some Sopranos, The Wire, Six Feet Under, Entourage, House, Big Love, Party of Five, on and on. Every HBO prestige drama. He's been on top of. He's been on top of it. He also directed Silver Bullet. Oh, which, the uh, wheelchair... Gary Busey. Yes, uh, exactly werewolf right. Werewolf drama. Where the bad guy. From- Gary, Gary Busey is not in a wheelchair, but one of the characters <laughs> is. never in a wheelchair. No. Uh, but an interesting thing about Silver Bullet, the bad guy from Under Siege 2 Dark Territory is the werewolf. He kind of looks like, uh, what's his face? The long goodbye. Elliot Gould? Yeah, he's like. Yeah, uh, he's got an Elliot Gould kind of an Elliot Gould look yeah. going to him. Uh, so that's an interesting. Uh, Nonsense tie-ins. Yeah. My uh, opening gambit. This was so. your opening gambit makes no sense, but I love it. It's like much like an episode of Alias. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, was that important? Nah, forget it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're past it. We're writers. We get paid by the the word, like Dickens. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode six of Alias, season one, Reckoning, uh, written by Jesse Alexander, who's had an active stage career. He uh, won a Tony for Jerome Robbins' Broadway. Uh, he was a character actor. He played the sleazy lawyer in Pretty Woman, the incompetent hotel manager in Dunstan Checks In. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that Jason Alexander? No, he was uh, the incompetent concierge slash yeah. child haver. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, I just derailed you. <laughs> Can't handle just one, <laughs> I was one about to follow-up go, question. I was about to go on for about 45 more I never, seconds. I never asked Pretending to confuse Jesse Alexander and Jason <laughs> Alexander. So, thank you. Uh, I didn't have to get to the punchline involving okay. Duckman. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, Jesse right? Alexander, he's a producer slash occasional writer on Alias, Heroes, Hannibal. Uh, and he's also, he has screenplay credit on Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the David Arquette giant spider movie, which we mentioned in the first episode. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I think it was like screenplay. It was like very, like the parentheses on the Wikipedia page was like screenplay. Like Right, a bunch of other idiots yeah. wrote it. And then he swooped in and he did got a, the uh, credit for it. Yeah, yeah, that's arbitration. It's a fantastic process. Um, but I know that movie is near and dear to your heart, so uh, I'm glad. Yes, this know, is our maybe our first callback. Because some people get uh, they get let out of the uh, the egg sacks, not the egg sacks. Oh, we've had our yeah, we've had a we've had discussions about how spiders eat their food. Mm-hmm. So let's not get bogged down in that territory. <laughs> because one. I don't know how that works. It's and it makes me feel you left out. Know, yeah, and two, it's just gross. It's gross, but it's brilliant. The right. world is a fucked up place. All right, so look uh, closer. <laughs> season one, episode six of Alias. Uh, Wikipedia gives this plot summary as follows. This is long. I have four paragraphs. Oh yeah, I'm looking. All at right, it. but it's important because this is a very plot dense episode. It is. All right. Sydney becomes convinced that her father was responsible for the death of her mother, Laura Bristow, twenty years earlier. 
as she discovers both were involved in a car accident while her father was trying to escape from the FBI. She also suspects he might have been a double agent for the KGB. Her father. Right. Amidst all this confusion, Sydney is made to go undercover in a mental institution in Bucharest to get information from Shepard, a man who has been unconsciously programmed to be a deadly assassin. In the meantime, Will Tippin discovers the true identity of Kate Jones, Eloise Kurtz, the woman who claimed having had an affair with Danny. Francie is relieved to learn that Charlie is not having an affair with another woman, but trying to be a singer-songwriter, <laughs> and that the woman is the piano player he is rehearsing with. Marshall Flinkman, the chief technician at a... Dwarfance's last name, by the way, is Flinkman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Marshall Flinkman. The chief technician at SD6. Oh, he's chief technician. That sounds like well, a Well, that mark. makes sense. It yeah. seems like he's worked his way up. I guess, I guess Q isn't quite fit for... <laughs> no. Yeah. Marshall Flinkman, the chief technician at SD6, finds the computer worm planted in the SD6 mainframe by the CIA and tells Sloan, who congratulates him and tells him it was part of a special security test he's passed. Sloan now has suspicions that someone in SD6 is a mole, and this sets him on his path to finding who it is. I didn't catch that. I don't think this happens what? in this episode. No, it does not. <laughs> I think that whoever wrote this episode summary is injecting information from a future episode. I think we're getting spoilers from what should be objective... <sighs> I wish I could go back in time and read TV Guide and get their summary. Oh, okay. Because one, it would be like 10 words. Wait, does TV Guide not have a, um archive that we can go back and peruse? I don't want to do that. Yeah, no one does. I'm already, I'm already doing all this Wikipedia research. You are. You to, to, but to... I have the same thing. I was reading long. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got to well, start there's still another playing. sentence. So. Yeah. All right. Pardon me. Sydney's cover at the asylum is blown when it is revealed that an agent from the K Directorate is in charge there who also wants to know things from Shepard. And it's, they're back. It's K just, Directorate. It's just poorly written. Well, well, I wish I could find the, the show or this summary. The summary okay. is what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's terribly written, but that's neither here nor there. But it feels like it's such a callback to have K Directorate. Thrown back into the mix when we were going after See, Faster Than Light, FTL, which I was like, who the fuck are these Is that what FTL have? stands for? Well, in certain contexts, yes. Okay. Yeah. This episode of Alias opens with a, a much more formal recap of... You're the, <laughs> much more formal. Like, Still the recap these, of... Well, they have to do a recap. That's yeah. fine. But it's like, it's like the hard, formal kind of... These are the things that have happened, but here are now are everybody's like mugshots. Here are their names. Here are the actors' names. Yeah. You know, you're not punching in the dark anymore for when you want to know who Vaughn is. Here's Vaughn. He's this guy. Yeah. So, uh, and it was, to me, the editing and the sound effects seem very sort of 24 to me. Really? Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we open back to where the last episode left off. The factory explosion and baden Weiler, the guards, they open fire with machine guns while they're, what, what's what's this chase through? An arboretum? Where's uh, the baden yeah. factory? There's just it's huge a forest. trees. The forest of Bron- uh, Bottenweiler. All right. Uh, makes sense. You have your uh, your factory full of syringes or inhalers. You're going to have it in a secluded location, which is just all, all of Germany is like forests, right? If, if, as far if, as I if know, If the gummy yeah. bear package is anything to believe, it's just forests <laughs> and the gummy bear and suspenders. Hari Burial. Ooh. Uh, Sydney trips. She gasps. She stifles herself from crying when the guards are looking for her. Like death, Marcus Dixon strikes like a thief in the night on Little Cat's feet. And uh, just punches that saves guy up. He yeah. saves the day. We cut to Los Angeles at the CIA. Uh, Sydney's racked with guilt. Yeah. 
says, four men died. Vaughn says, it's not your fault. Those guys died for America. That's what everyone's saying that's watching the show. Well, that's how I have to, that's how I put myself to sleep at night every night <laughs> is everyone who dies doing something that benefits me slightly. Yeah. It's, it's for America. What, what, what am I supposed to do about it? You, I can't protect an ideal. Yeah. No, you think of the rivers of blood that have been spilled for ideas far less beautiful than America. You have to say, all right. And the uh, whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking uh, Alias and Vaughn. Yeah. They might be the two skinniest people that have ever been on TV. Oh, yeah. Vaughn, Vaughn's pretty, pretty yeah. emaciated. Yeah. They're the both of them. They're all cheekbones and lips and I have to imagine collarbones. Yeah, yeah those, those just, are there. They're just barely hanging on to those. Uh, it's the pressures of Hollywood. Yeah. The pressures of uh, the CIA is a lot like the pressures of Hollywood. You got to perform. You got to be fit. You got to blow gotta... an old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of Want that. Your break. Yeah. Get on the couch. Uh, back at Sydney's house, uh, she's digging through photos. Mm. Candles, mm. candles are lit while uh, a depressing song plays, which my research says was See You Again by Sandrine. So why is she looking through this box of photos? She's just uh, looking at photos of her mother, right? Right. Okay. Because then we get to some crazy plot point. But right. not yet. Uh, Francie comes in wearing a catering uniform because apparently <laughs> she's a caterer. And, uh, I've done catering. It's, it's good work. Yeah. No, it's fine work. And uh, she thinks Charlie's going to break up with her. Wait, and, does the person that like she kind of caught with another woman and is just like, well, I kind of caught him with another woman and he took off on me, I guess. It's over. It's a, there's like another, this has been like two episodes of her being like, I don't know what happened. It's like, you kind of caught him red handed and he had like no real explanation. And you're like, well, I want to invite his nephew over, but he might break up with me. Like uh, you, you have the leverage here. Francie, Francie, Francie has leverage. Francie. Charlie does not. Francie. DTMFA. What does that mean? Dump the motherfucker already. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so would be my advice before this episode. Um, but <laughs> Sydney, mean, Sydney says to her, guys don't meet up with girls to break up with them. They just vanish. <laughs> I wow. Would, that's I, prescient. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in talking about work, France, I just thought this was funny. Francie says, ah, this economy sucks. It's like it's 2001. Well, that was after the boom. That was the first boom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I know that. 2000- that stupid puppet that was driving a pet van. It went down. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But like 2001, it's not, I guess, I'm saying this with the benefit of a post-2008, 2009 You're saying it was a benefit hindsight. of not having to find a job at this time. I, you know what I did is I dropped out of school. I moved to New York City and I found a job as a college dropout. There you go. 2000, whatever was fine. But I'm, I'm looking at this from the perspective of 2008, 2009 on. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I guess it is a little bit harder. But it's, oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, the harder. The economy's you're... fine, but, you know, 9-11, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how I end most of my thoughts. <laughs> I just scream that as they pass by fire departments yeah. in the city. And uh, Sydney, she has to meet with uh, Helen Calder, who is the wife of Bintley, the FBI agent that was investigating her father. Right. Uh, they have tea together. It's a nice little talk. And then uh, she sees a photo. She says, oh, he looks so kind. It's like, oh, well, he is. Yeah, that's my boyfriend. That's my boyfriend. Let me tell you, girl. Bentley died in 1981 in a car accident, uh, which we see some clippings. That's yeah. the same accident that killed Sydney's mother. Um, and here's a little little fun fact. Helen Calder, played by Nancy Dussault, uh-huh. a.k.a. 
Muriel from Too Close for Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. Yeah, you know. Oh, is that the uh, show where the guy and his... Uh, it's in San Francisco. Go on. It's a uh, a man apparently gets raped in one of the later seasons. <laughs> it was Monroe played by Jim J. Ball. Monroe. Yes. Yeah. That's a very uh, deep cut for Too Close for Comfort, but it did happen. But it's something that's like... So, like it's, it's, a, it's a situation it's, comedy where one of the goofier characters is just like, Hey, I got raped by women. And they're just like, shut up. He's like, shut no, up. shut is, up, Monroe. This is something that happens. And uh, Mon- uh, the actor who plays Monroe, Jim J. Bullock, mm-hmm. uh, HIV positive. Oh, yeah. See what happens? <laughs> See women? Careful. Yeah. Easy now. Uh, <laughs> then we uh, cut to the credits. Uh, all of this before the first uh, title scene. Before the first title scene and recap, where it yeah. just shows Alias at a park bench, well, at a campus bench doing her homework. Yeah. Alias takes Vaughn into a storage room. She says, I think my father's responsible for my mother's. So this is after she's gone through that box and found that photo. Yes. The photo. But what's also in that box that, did you notice the dick pic? No. I look at your phone. I sent it to you. You, I... So not, it not looks to break like, the wall, but it, yes. It looks yeah. like it's about to break the wall that we, we the, talk about this the, before we air it. What, how many walls are there on a podcast? There's three There's no walls, walls on a TV show or a movie. Yeah. Do we break a second wall? Well, by I think a, people know that we're talking by, in the microphones by, in, a, in a studio. That's true A quote-unquote studio somewhere. See, they think that they know that. Yeah. They don't know how much work goes into making this coherent. So I, 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 that it? I, I think that we're puncturing one wall at a minimum by... Uh, me acting like I haven't seen the dick pic. From... Oh, you've seen it. Oh, I have now. That's me puncturing this first talk, wall. We have to talk about it because we have to tell the viewers where to view this photo. Do you have a timestamp? I on do. This? At eight fifty-two, and this is on Netflix. This is on Netflix. If you pause uh, while Sydney's going through her basket of photos, I think uh, it's it more lo- like a ghost. It's a ghost, or it's like a child. But like you're telling me, well, that it's someone... either what a child thinks a ghost looks like, or what a child thinks a penis looks like. Either one is same accurate. difference. Yeah, same difference. <laughs> yeah. And then why is she holding on to that strange child slash penis? Well, she probably drew it. And then she didn't draw that. There's, I don't know. I, this is just fuckery. This is like whoever told George Lucas to name music uh, jizz whalers. It's it's just that type of fuckery that that it's going to get past people who are watching a show serially. Or appointment television back in 2001. Uh-huh. Not so much now on Netflix. Now we catch that shit. No appointments. And we document it. All right, so Francie and Charlie, they meet on campus. That's when Charlie confesses. He wants to be a singer, which I thought maybe was code. Yeah. Like, Francie, I want to be a singer. And she'd be like, what? And he'd be like, no, listen, listen, Francie. I want to be a singer. Uh, but no, it turns out that he's just he wants to be a singer, um, which means that the last episode or two of them following him around is just a waste of everyone's yeah. time just uh, let's just wrap this up in the most stupid way possible yeah. it's insulting to the audience and to francine really and the and the actor that plays charlie yeah who i don't think was we'll get there later oh. i don't think he was hired for his singing ability i think that he rose to the occasion no. the best he could and it's serviceable it's fine he did his best yeah i should have done the most basic student, research though that, that sounds that's that, true yeah he wanted to be a singer, but apparently had never sung before. Hey, he tried it out. Well, you got to do it while you're in your 30s and you're a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never do it again. Uh, tip and report. Will Tippin, he's uh, traced the license plate of the woman who pretended to be Kate Jones yeah. in the last episode. Well, he doesn't know that she's pretended yet. No, he calls her out in the yeah. meeting. He's like, well, what about so-and-so? And it's obvious who that... Who are you? 
Yeah, and it's obvious that she's full of shit and she runs away. I don't remember how he gets her license plate number, but that's okay. Um, Probably from the same place that gave her her social security number, just willy-nilly. Yeah. Here you go. He finds out that she's Eloise Kurtz, and he considers her living proof that someone's covering up Danny's murder uh, and was lying about having an affair with her. Yeah. So, more on that later. A lot going on. Yeah. Uh, Spy Dad, he's no longer going to be working at Jennings Aerospace. No, he's, he's going to be, be at home with Sydney. He's going to be at SD6 yeah. all the time, to which Sydney responds, Oh, great. 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 The guy um, who didn't want to have dinner with me yeah. and who also probably got my mom killed is now just going to be hanging out. What's the bigger offense, you think? Uh, he probably kind of just like takes the cream probably the, out of the, the fridge. The mother being killed, right? Right. I mean, if you had the shoes. If I had to choose... Which, like, gratefully, I don't have to, because one, my father's very reliable for dinner plans, and two, my mother's still alive. Yeah. That's two I have on alias. Uh, <laughs> so we the meeting, everybody's there. Uh, Marshall Dwarf Hands is... Uh, this is going to town in Danish. Digging into an apple fritter. Apple fritter. You're like, hey, what's going on? And they, like, they start talking oh, about... Wait, they're going to call on me at some point? <laughs> they start talking about FTL. Yeah. There's no explanation for who or what FTL is. just throw that acronym out there. Yeah. FTL, FTD, FTW. For the loser, FT. faster than light. Yeah. Who even knows anymore? And uh, they vacated their base at Rabat. Yeah. Then they have, a, they have a series of birthday cards. Oh, yeah. They're just like, oh, okay. Well, we all know this was at a time when if you played ha- the happy birthday melody, this you'd was have to. The height of birthday card technology in 2001 oh, yeah i remember yeah. i don't remember getting one of those until like 2005 or 2007 yeah. no because we're shit eaters i think that if you were like a hollywood <laughs> if, you, if you were a jj abrams type you were getting musical birthday cards right and left up yeah. and down all the time and uh so he's like let's put a few of these into an alias episode let's work in the musical birthday card into the fabric of the show it's How a happy birthday that? card but it ain't playing that that melody that costs money at the time that's true, yeah. uh, which is now thankful public domain, baby. <laughs> Thankfully, we can, we can sing it on this podcast. Don't, but I don't want to risk it. Yeah, um, I don't want to <laughs> sing it. So, yeah, uh, in the, the the tone buried there, high in the frequencies, are a series of numbers. They don't know what those mean, right? And uh, gratefully, they know of a device that can decode these numbers. And the only guy that they know of who has one of these devices is a gallery owner in yeah. London named John Smythe. And it's not really explained how this guy who owns a gallery ha- also has a device. They have coding. to go someplace. I know. We like already I, have the title screen with the A for Los Angeles or the whatever letter had A in it in Balton Wilder or yeah. whatever part of the word. But it's like we have to go somewhere. No, from a, from a story perspective, I get it. It's like yeah. we need to put Alias in a, in a shitty we dress. Need to, we, we need to, to put, put her in like a bad a, wig. In a bad wig, a shitty dress, in some type of nondescript office building that is in <laughs> Culver City, Los Angeles, <laughs> and just tell the audience they're in some whatever-the-fuck land. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which they choose, like, uh, low-hanging fruit, London, it yeah. seems like. You could be anywhere. London. Just put some people with English accents. Like, holy shit, they're in London. Or, you know what? They haven't paid that much credence to accents. They could be doing any kind of weird voice. And I'm going to... This is the... We're talking about the American television viewer. Yeah. All right, we don't know about their Russian. We don't know about their, their San Paolo accent. We're just assuming it's Brazilian. Whatever. Yeah. So before they take off, Alias and Spy Dad 
they have a little meeting in the hallway. Oh, is this where he's just like, hey, uh, I want to let you know uh, I was busy that one time. He has to make some like backpedaling excuse for why he called that. Well, she basically says. What was that last episode? It's like, like, spy dad, look, I want to make sure you pay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was last episode. Yeah. And he, uh, is this when he tells her that, that she's on the wrong track? Yeah, he's like, you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. I could tell you, but I think you know what happens yeah. when people tell people things. Yeah, like, what do you fuck things up? Arterial sprays are commencing. People get killed when you talk. Like your stupid fiance. Stupid. Yeah. So uh, she's like, I'm going to make you pay. So uh, and then before she takes off, she meets with Vaughn at the driving range. Oh, oh so I, saw, <laughs> I saw this coming. Uh, did you see it coming a mile away? You saw the driving range coming a mile away? Not the driving range. Oh, I that, that uh, Vaughn's father 400 was... meters away. Oh. Or yards. Yeah. <laughs> Golf joke, people. So they're, uh, they're, they're at the driving you get range. That, you get the spiel. Like, you don't know what... I, I saw it. Like, you don't know what... I got these people killed. You don't know what it means to get people killed. It's like, I'm just going to... He's wearing a Don't Play Mad t-shirt. I just have my my mouth open with my foot in front of it, waiting for you to just like like pop it in. And of course, he's just like, well, actually, my dad was... Which like a guy spiking a volleyball, like in your face, alias. Some some people's dads are... Uh, Dead. They're like your mom. They don't wish <laughs> And then he says, like, look, I have to deal with all of these deaths. I have to go to four funerals. And I was just thinking, uh, <laughs> I should have added the note. Like, I was hoping, like, are we going to see him, like, attend four funerals? <laughs> because there is a, uh, there's an episode of the Andy Griffith show where he has to eat three spaghetti dinners. <laughs> and uh, I hope it would be kind of like Andy Griffith in the spaghetti dinners, but with kind of a dark 9-11-y twist. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, we, don't, no, we, we don't get what we hope for. No such luck. He also gives her a, what, like a fake, what is it, a cockroach? What was that? It's a bug. Yeah. And uh, he's like, look, it's a passive microphone. Nothing can pick it up unless we hit it with a certain, it's like a microwave or something. Yeah. Then it acts as a microphone or a tracking device or, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like tuned out over his whole like, yeah, well, my dad was killed, so shut up. I was like, well, the CIA has yet to introduce their own dwarf hands, right? There's no, no CIA yeah. equivalent. It's just Vaughn. It's all Vaughn just, you know, wanting to look cool in front of Sydney. Who can blame him? <laughs> With his normal size hands and normal head. Normal size hands and head and his good job and his driving range skills. Yeah. And so he... Uh, He's athletic. He, he jogs and he goes to driving ranges. Yeah. Pumps gas in his own car. Hangs out at the car wash. Yeah. All of those things that Vaughn has done. Uh, we cut to London. It's Piccadilly Circus. Oh, Galleries, art, yeah. art world bozos, all of these uh, great things. Mantis Dixon's there, and he looks amazing. He just oh, it's like I'm um, like I thought I we had reached peak Dixon with oh, the whole like we're, we had no idea. Can you take a? Can you like remove a bomb from a human? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, shut up. I, I got, can yeah. put one in a human yeah. in his in his fucking heart. I can just I, and I'm just gonna stand here looking beautiful. I have a list. Crushed velvet coat. Yes, ascot. Silk handkerchief, wide lapels, big rings, gold watch, French accent. Then he starts to smoke a cigar. Everybody hates him. Oh, yeah. And this is Sydney's distraction. In her, in her disguise, uh, wearing the worst... Lime green dress. The, the like, worst dress I've ever seen And this is the worst wig I've and ever it, seen. It's the terrible, terrible wig. Uh, Dixon's smoking a cigar. Everybody's looking at him because I guess people... The, the Ebony Pimpernel. <laughs> people are Dixon London, too. Yeah. So they're really uh, up in his business. And uh, 
So she sneaks into John Smythe's office. And uh, here's where I unleash my professional background on the podcast okay. audience. So John Smythe, he has a, an aerosarn and tulip table in his office. And then at least a couple of uh, Werner Patton chairs. Now, these are masterpieces of modern design, but it's also... Kind of like the set decorator was like, ah, fuck it. This is the sort of thing that like... Uh, I knew you were going to comment about this too. It's it's so on the nose and it's so obvious. And Oh, they're art people. They got to have these designers. Those are the first molded plastic <laughs> chairs ever made. They're like a, a design classic. I yeah. get it. I have that. I have two actually of that same table in my office. These are things in every kind of designery office. But I don't think these are the kind of things that uh, an art world guy would have in his office because they're so obvious and interesting. Okay. Uh, me, I would have gone with a, a Platner table, a Jakobsen Series 7 chair, maybe. Just got to throw that shit out there for the people that care. Yeah. All right. Um, just so you know, I'm thinking about you people. <laughs> you, uh, you design world bozos. <laughs> we learned that uh, <laughs> uh, Alias, she's awesome at throwing things. Yeah. Uh, what did she throw? She, she threw She threw her purse and then followed that up by what well, else? She threw she... her purse to like prop open a closing door, yeah. which was not only accurate but perfectly timed. Right. Either of which impresses me as somebody with no hand-eye coordination. And yeah, then like a newsboy cap to cover a motion To cover, sensor. yeah. Within like, yeah, it's like, all right. It was, no, don't just think that was a fluke. It was I have beautiful. perfectly timed she's, softball skills. She's, yeah, she's wasting her time as a spy. She should be playing professional softball. Yeah, I know She golf. could be one of those big girls on ESPN chucking a ball underhand faster than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. What's her alias? She doesn't need one. She doesn't need one. She's Sydney Bristow. She's, she's talented. She's a hell of a softball player. is skill. And then she's she's in the office. She puts on a pair of uh, green sunglasses. Yeah, because that's how you see uh, metal safes through plastic walls, I guess. I don't know. None it of just it matches that, the outfit. That, yeah, she's like, fuck it. I look good. Didn't make sense. And then she takes out like a big chunky yeah. Quicksilver watch. She uses that to uh, crack the code. And uh, it's very. Did you ever play the game uh, Perfect Dark for the Nintendo? Sure, 64? yeah. I'm getting that. I was getting that feeling like okay, a, this, this is, is a heavy, dark. heavy Perfect Dark vibe. Yeah, you need to have the uh, the little RAM expansion module to, uh, to slide that, into the Nintendo 64. Yep. Yeah, if you were playing uh, what was that Rogue Squadron? <laughs> That's right. Majora's you need Mask or Perfect Dark. You better have that shit in there. Yeah, and then uh, Alias is resting on top on top of a ceiling pipe labeled Extreme Heat, Danger of Scalding. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? She's going to be scalded by that extreme heat. Yeah. All while a uh, security guard drops his Bumbles keys. his keys, checks his phone. What an asshole. Well, it doesn't check his phone because this wasn't the era. No. Starts playing Snake on his phone. <laughs> yeah, there's no Angry Birds. Yeah. Well, the only is... Angry Bird is uh, Sydney up on uh, the ceiling pipe because uh, uh, it's in London. So Sydney does a crazy gymnast thing to keep herself supported on the pipes. Yeah. And I keep thinking she's going to swing around like and smack uh, that guy in the head like in Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> and uh or the Lost World Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, split the difference. Sure. And uh she comes back into the uh gallery after that. She says to Mantis, "I prefer the Lamborghini." And he says, "Well, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. Let's get the or fuck out of here." French accent. Yeah. Does this bother you? Yeah. Uh, bon anniversaire, Elias. Bon anniversaire. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's my note, all caps. Who is John Smythe and why does he have that decoder? There's no... Who the fuck is FTL? 
What you is know, FTL? They, they at least give it to us later that they're another uh, K directory kind of. Okay, so is this mis- the misdirection of the writers or the misdirection of SD6? As in, are they the ones that are just bullshitting, or is it the writers that are bullshitting? I think both can be bullshit. Oh, that's that's very true. true. Yeah. This could be a world into the writers who have to like make shit up for it's true as dullards out there just shoveling in Cheetos and Mountain Dew while we watch our Alias. It's making me uh, more sympathetic to uh, sort of amoral spy agencies, imagining that <laughs> juggling all of the tasks of a of a showrunner and writer of like, oh, how are we going to make Alias make sense this week? I don't know. Yeah. F- FTL? FTL? Throw in some bullshit. So cut back to Los Angeles. Francie's getting ready for Charlie's gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mocks Alias for her slim athletic physique. <laughs> she does. Uh, Francie's like, I got nothing to wear. And Alias is like, I got some clothes. And she's like, I got tits, honey. Yeah. And it's like, look, Alias is slender. Yeah. Don't. She uh, does a lot of uh, running around. A lot of running around. She does a lot of acrobatics. She's playing golf. She's doing all kinds of crazy shit. So let her uh, poop out a couple of kids. She'll, She'll fill out. Right. Then you can borrow her sweater. We get to the venue. I guess Will's already drunk, it seems like. And oh, this, yeah, this is at the music concert or whatever. Yes, the music concert. Yeah. And uh, his, his sister's there, Lana Wachowski. Yeah, and, she shows uh, up. Seemingly no hard feelings about like, Sydney hey. stealing her credit card. How, how did that $3,500 <laughs> treat you? You do good with it? All right. Yeah. yeah. Not, cool. even, not even mentioned. Uh, In the same damn wig. Did you do any? Did you do any uh, research on? Uh, I, I saw the actress uh, yeah. Nancy Wetzel, who yeah. was in Daredevil and Elektra. Uh, was in the. Not only was she in the first episode as Anna Wachowski, but she right. is clearly a. If you look at her photo, oh, she's, she's clearly double? a stunt double okay. for Jennifer Garner because she's uh, muscular and unattractive. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Strong jawed and cheekboned. Yeah. And uh, so then Will gets a call from Eloise Kurtz at the at the bar, which he answers. Answers like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I'm watching the performance. Hey, Charlie's about to, yeah, you know how, how Francie thought her boyfriend was having an affair. It turns out that he's going to be a singer. Crazy, right? No, it's not code. He's actually a singer. <laughs> um, and so uh, she says that that they gave her $2,000 cash to say that she was having an affair with Danny. Right. And he's going to come by her apartment tomorrow afternoon. Two thousand dollars. Granted, it was two thousand one. That's I guess fifteen that's a, years ago. To just say you were in an affair yeah. with someone and don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like okay. That's a month's rent, maybe two months rent. Los Back Angeles, then? Los Angeles, two uh, months rent, maybe like a, yeah, that's, two months rent, uh, like a month and a half of car repairs. Charlie takes the stage, and uh, just starts saying, "I have a little faith in me." Yeah, unlike Daniel Arkin and Barry Manilow, he sings the songs. <laughs> Uh, you know, he doesn't was, write this song. When he was sings the first the time you heard "Have Little Faith in Me"? This song, uh, not sung by Charlie. A uh, hundred years ago, it's uh, first movie, first movie, first. Uh, uh, look who's talking now! Yes, <laughs> that was the same fucking thought I had. It was look no. who's talking now? What was the deal in that? Were they were, they, were those dogs telepathic? No, they could they, read each other's thoughts. No, I guess true. They right? could, Couldn't right? They? Yeah. He was like, "Hey, I'm a just I'm just a dog," and she's like, "Oh, I'm a poodle." So you know, I like nice shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much the movie, like like Diane Keaton in real life. Yeah, yeah. Counterculture icon. It seems sh- like she'd be like uh, shitting all over Danny DeVito every chance she gets. Danny DeVito just eating cookies and dirt out of a trash can, and she's like, "Oh, look, bother. I can't help it. I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> 
I'm a troll. So uh, Charlie's singing. Have ha- a little fit. He's and then he's barely. I don't know. He he's barely not being flat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might be flat. Yeah, but Francie, her standards are low. She's like, hey, what, is, what does she say? Like, hi, I've heard all about you. And she's like, I like you. That's she says my the, boyfriend. The, she, the, the piano player right. introduces her like, oh, I understand that you thought Talk. we were having an affair. Yeah. All I have to say is I really like you. And she's like, oh, I like you too. Yeah. No hard feelings. Yeah. Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. You're just some yeah. woman that escorted my, my boyfriend away from law review. Yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. to his law career? I don't know. He doesn't want to be a lawyer. Well, he's going to be a shitty singer instead of a... Like, even the worst lawyer makes more money than a shitty singer. You just, like, you do... You, There's you, no way he's as bad as a lawyer as he is as a singer. Listen, let me break it down for you. You go out, you do a bunch of shitty gigs in, like, converted striptease houses uh-huh. that are right next to overpasses for the subway you do that every every once in a while and you're like oh yeah i'll think i'll just stick to the job that pays for uh my housing and my health care you speak from experience like me uh maybe speaking from experience about those, just, just those disappearing on women oh yeah so while charlie is singing when your secret heart cannot speak so easily we cut back to sydney at sd6 which uh just seems a little now she I, hates uh again, Arvin. on the nose she hates yeah. uh alan bad Balaban. yep <laughs> and she hates her father for being there and killing her you mother. You couldn't pick a more complicated Alan on Bob Balaban. Yeah, that's Arvin in that's, a nutshell. That, that sounds like a spell. Just <laughs> it is. Yeah. And when you say it, you go from clean shaven to a five o'clock shadow instantly. <laughs> uh, so they have the, the little decoder that they stole from John Smythe's office. Yeah. Turns out it takes a bit it of... It takes a, DNA. Patrice yeah. uh, cleared that that is possible but in no way possible who's like for the listener who's patrice a girlfriend she looks at this shit uh, she loves it she's like what happened I'm uh-huh. like what happened just watch these opening credits and i'll catch her right <laughs> up and it did yeah i was like i'm not did. gonna talk watch yeah. this and then they determine that the code on the card belongs to parkishoff yeah who is an ftl leader who's now dead and uh, they need a sample of his DNA to decode the. Some, uh, they, what, what's the what's the uh, what's the spreadsheet say? They have to. They need the sample of the DNA to decode something or create something. It's not clear. Usually, it's not clear. Usually, at all. I'm the only one who has notes just to kind of keep things along. Yeah. This episode is so fucking convoluted that we both have to have notes. Because it was already like, okay, they're going to explain what... Maybe they would. They said FTL the first place, but I'm like, why are we going to FTL? And they're like, wait, 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 K-Directorate is involved? Yeah. Wait, I'm like, wait, so her this guy that died with her mom, he killed her mom? Or what? it's it's somehow he still the a, dad's fault? They thought it was a postal employee. Yeah, he got drunk. But it turns out that he was... Which is a way more like convoluted. FBI. Well, yeah. so, he, so Alias Dad is now Victor Garber... Jack, the character name. Uh huh. He's uh he's part of the KGB still. Something like or it's like possibly we yeah. we don't know. Uh, Vaughn doesn't think so. Yeah. Vaughn says, "Look, I checked it out because uh, apparently you can just do that kind of a check on a double right. agent and it'll come because through." Because we all know the people looking out for the secrets of America and the security of America, they're kind of just winging it. I don't know if that's not true. So the uh, the code on the on the musical birthday cards, yeah. it's the uh, belongs to Parkishoff, who's an FTL leader. Mm-hmm. They need the sample of the DNA, and the best they can figure is that well, nobody knows where this fucking guy's buried, except maybe for his assassin, yeah, Martin Shepard, 
whose uh, subconscious was programmed to respond to a simple phrase yeah. that basically makes him into uh, an angry zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the whole uh, Mark I, I David have, Chapman theory. I have in uh, on my on my notes a mere automaton exclamation point. <laughs> um, so they need to find out where he's buried. And the uh, the phrase they just say is uh, a poem by John Donne. Um, Which poem is it? Meditation number 17 from Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions. Oh. And a uh, Martin Shepherds in Bucharest, which they specify as Southern Romania, like it makes a difference. Yeah. We're just, um, we're just, they're just throwing out names that they're going to show. Anything with an A that they can just yeah. flash to us on a screen with that typeface we know so well. Marshall comes in. He goes, uh, hey, guys, looks like there's a computer leak. Oh, oh well, wow, I'm just looking at bars go across a screen from left to right. Well, that's crazy. Mean. Yeah. And then uh, it just, <laughs> it's not really brought up again. Look at all Marshall and your world is kind of like someone's impersonation of John C. Riley. <laughs> so I'm looking at the mainframe. Hey, guys, guys. Guys, and uh, the computers are leaking away. Looks like uh, it might be a leak, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It uh, all matters. Uh, I reported it. And Look how I can kick. I gotta go get finish my apple fritter. Um, and then uh, we get Alvin saying you did a good job there. Go eat yeah. your fritter. And I guess this is the point where uh, Sydney confronts Spy Dad, throwing and he throws Danny's death in her face. Yeah, that's where I have this in my notes then, and he says you're wrong about your conclusion, Sydney. Yeah. What, what what happened when we when you were wrong? What you, happened you jumped when you a conclusion wrong, with Sydney? a little bit of information. What happened when you were wrong, Sydney? Mm, what did you do last time? Mm, whose, and, blood, uh, whose body did you find in your bathtub? And then we, <laughs> whose bathtub was that? And then we uh, we cut to Romania. Uh, Alias is checking in with some uh, some uh, new oh, guy. Oh, we got a no. We meet Fontanetta. <laughs> we meet someone who is. We all knew this, seeing this guy in the meeting room. Yeah. He might as well have been wearing a red fucking shirt. Because <laughs> you're just like, it's not, it's not Marcus Dixon. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. Okay, what's going to happen it's, to you? All right. Well, we're only ever given his code name. Fontanetta, a.k.a. SD6 Agent Fisher, yeah. is uh, played by Maurice Godin, uh, who I don't know if you remember the sitcom working with fred savage and ah, arden mirin and dana gould had and a working in the working in a coal mine that as was opening that thing. was the the theme yeah yeah, yeah. The, the guy that plays kenny banya was in there oh um shit. he played the racist boss no nah. yeah um and he's been in a, a number of other things but that was like i was like who's that guy from yeah that's that's what he was from uh apparently in romania they just speak english with kind of uh vaguely slavic a accents. nondescript accent yeah i believe it and um, Sydney, she's in disguise as a bipolar woman who's suffered a psychotic break and has auditory hallucinations and thinks the government's trying to kill her. Yeah. Ooh. She, oh, and, I like uh, that little. That, that, but uh, among her treatments was uh, neurolinguistic programming, which. What does uh, that mean? I don't. All right. It's a very long explanation of what neurolinguistic programming is, um, but it's a, a pseudoscientific pseudo-spiritual kind of practice it would never be used to treat any kind of mental disorder it's just something they made up like no no it's oh. it's a very real thing okay um neuro-linguistic programming it was part of the 60s 70s human potential movement i don't know if you've seen uh bob and carol and dead and alice or uh the last season of mad men is elliot gould in bob and carol sure ah really uh, yeah did i nail that sure just yeah 
fucking on. I'm on uh, Ghoul. I'm on. You, did you see True Detective season two? I'm all on Ghoul. Hell no, no one saw that. I saw it. You know, uh, you're a fool. Did you see uh, Inherent Vice? Yes, I did. All right, you know how they have that uh, that sort of getaway retreat on a cliff face and. Yeah. All right. So that's all of those are, are fictionalized versions of the uh, Isalen Institute. Okay. And that's the sort of place where they would have taught neurolinguistic programming. It was a meditation practice where they taught you to repeat phrases, believing that language was the root of certain behaviors and blah, blah, blah. Again, it's too much to get into. Okay. It's the sort of thing I love because I, I love all that Robert Anton Wilson, Est, Aldous Huxley. Well, it goes into that non-ship. whole like, oh, we're the 60s. We're going to fix everything. Right. And then we got to listen to fucking We Didn't Start the Fire when we're getting going. And it's like, yeah, thanks, assholes. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what happens. You yeah. start with uh, with S and you end with we didn't start the fire. I mean, we didn't start the fire. It's just like let's use language and say LBJ JFK and repeat that as a mantra right. over so, and over again. Same um, thing. We so come you, full circle. You more or less have it. You can understand why this is not a oh, way I, to treat bipolarity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we, we can get <laughs> I past got that it. point. All right. All right. So. Uh, at the at the asylum, mm-hmm. it's just like a weird caricature of Eastern European sort weird, of it's just a weird like caricature on the walls of and, failed uh, treatment of the mentally ill. Which right, is a bunch of people in robes. All right, so we we go back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will is uh, he's there to meet Eloise Kurtz at her apartment again after being pepper sprayed. after being pepper sprayed. It's uh, okay. I had glasses on. It's, 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 it's all right. Is my hair okay? Is it uh, still blonde at certain points and dark? At not the tips? as blonde as it was, but it looks yeah. it looks fresh. Yeah. Uh, the door is open. Her place is empty, and it's freshly painted. Freshly, ooh. Which uh, did she do that just to get her deposit back? Maybe. Or is it to cover arterial spray? We don't know. We don't know. And uh, so what's the deal? All right. So he, did Danny have his throat slit or was he just shot? Will seems to think he, says that he, he was had shot. one in the head, two in the chest, right? Right. Or but, vice versa. Or, but maybe uh, he had his throat slit. And his just, throat looks slit. And maybe you shoot somebody and you slit the throat. Why? Well, it makes sense. Well, maybe he had his throat slit and that just didn't make the examiner's report. that Because the examiner's report was doctored. Why would I, we believe? I don't know. I think we saw a throat slit, right? We wouldn't just make that up in our mind of minds. Would we? Are we that dark? Uh, we could be. I don't know. I mean, you see someone in a bathtub, you think wrist slit or throat slit. You think something's slit. You don't just die in a bathtub. But I was thinking they were... I think it's lipid fall in a bathtub. You could. If you're going to kill yourself in a bathtub, it's not going to be a see, shotgun in the mouth. See, this is what... <laughs> shotgun in the mouth in the garage. Yeah. Slit your wrist in the bathtub. Hang yourself in the attic. Yeah. You, you uh, listen, head folks? in the oven in the kitchen. Well, I mean, if you've got a wood-burning stove... Hang yourself in the basement. Hang yourself in the basement. Because you got the beams. Oh, or in your, your closet in your bedroom because you got that pole what you hang shirts on. Right. Yeah. If, if, you're, uh, if it's well-built enough to support your waist. That's very true. Yeah. But anyway... Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, right, you see him in the bathtub, you're thinking, they're staging a suicide. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, I see, and then the, what we heard in that episode, like, oh yeah, it was a, it was supposedly a murder gone wrong. I'm right. sorry, a robbery that turned into a murder. Right, right, right. It seems like uh, either the right, like the writers or the, the people that staged the scene had two different ideas, because it looked like a staged suicide rather than... Oh, these people came to rob me, and I just so happened to be in my bathtub. So they slip my, they put two in the chest, one in the head, and then slipped my throat. Yeah, and then also back at Los Angeles, we have uh, we have Vaughn at the funeral, where he uh, he gives a widow a small wooden box. He gives like a hug to a kid he, in a corduroy hugs, jacket. Uh, hugs a kid in a corduroy jacket. He's very uh, 
like a, a wartime bereaved child. It's like uh, John John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Salutes him too, doesn't he? And then gives him a hug. That yeah. sounds... Uh, sounds made. It sounds like my mind's eye is playing tricks on me. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so sad that we couldn't see this scene repeat three more times. Three more times? Just yeah. him like looking at his watch like, hey, I got to get to the second one. Yeah. Well, like, I just... Hey, uh, speed, like, just like looking at the Padre and like making the finger in the loop motion like to speed it up. And... Um, then we uh, were still in Los Angeles. We got to SD6. And Marshall, I don't know what he's doing, but he was like, oh, no, it's a worm. Right, right. It's a worm. Ah, ah. And he runs to the server room, and he pulls I, all these cords out. I got to, like, shut it down. And then in, like, a big, bold, italicized letters, internet connection lost. Yeah. Um, and Arvin says, worm old. Get a lane on the phone. Who's yeah. a lane? Just get me a lane. Get me a lane. And that's kind of where that thread dangles. We got, I think we got a mole here. But he never... Remember there was that... Was it last episode where he's like, oh, we're having our broadband updated. Like there, that could right. be we're, something. We're laying that, new like, fiber optic. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the out for... Uh, for the, old Wormy Town. It's yeah. like some, it's some other... Uh, you know, the CIA could have a, a uh, fake mole where they just have like some operative that's supposed yeah. to get caught. Yeah, it's like you don't have a mole. You're just you're relying on Verizon. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to lose all your data. I've worked in an office place for yeah. many years. Shit just goes down and there's yeah. no explanation Especially for it. Especially if you're relying on Verizon to lay your fiber yeah. optic connection. Or just anything. Or so, you're not subject to human... You're not dismissed from the possibility of human error because yeah. you're some super secret spy agency. Especially if the party that is helping to upgrade your, your networking capabilities is Verizon. Yeah. They're going to do a you, terrible job. You really have it out for Verizon, don't you? Well, I think Verizon has it out for me if, uh, if my experience is any indication. Wasn't, this, uh, wasn't the first episode sponsored by Sprint? Um, or is it... Of, of our show or yes. of Alias? <laughs> All right, back in Romania, Sydney, she's eating gruel in an asylum. Yeah. Um, the head of the asylum calls in uh, Fisher, a.k.a. Like, oh, Fontanetta. I, I just checked your... Uh, it's a funny thing. It would seem that uh, the consulate has no record of... have no of, record uh, of you. Is this accent buying for you to believe no. Romanian? And then uh, Alias, she sits down with Shepard at the table. She begins to recite the phrase. Yeah. And then he, he just fucking freaks out. He just goes apeshit on her. And Shepard is played by John Hanna, who is... Um, uh, actor of note. You know him from The Mummy at this point. The Mummy and uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. And uh, actual note I had, I wish this show had four funerals and no wedding. Oh! Because we are... We are so overdue for uh, three more oh, funerals. Yeah. You're obsessed with having to watch Vaughn go through his nitty-gritty day like, uh, well, how if, many people did you blow up? Here's Sydney, the, now I got three more funerals. Here, here, well, here's what I want is that uh, I'm going to be explaining the show to people. They'll be like, oh, you like Alias? And I'll be like, here's the kind of show Alias is. Four CIA guys die, and then one of the characters goes to four funerals, yeah. and they show every funeral. Every funeral. And then people would be like, that doesn't happen. I'd be like, I swear to God, it happens. It's a good 10 minutes. Yeah. A new song, every funeral. Yeah. Yeah, each, yeah, each funeral is two and a half minutes long. Sometimes. He hugs a child. Sometimes he hugs a daughter. Sometimes it's a son. Yeah. Wife gets up and slaps him. Sometimes she's very cordial. <laughs> you never know what's going to yeah. happen. It's a mixed bag when you go to a funeral. So after uh, John Hanna, Shepard. Yeah. After Shepard is strangling Alias, yeah, uh, an orderly comes up and says, "We know what you're doing, Alias Barstow. The, you should get out of here. Yeah, you should get out of here. You know what you did." 
And uh, the head doctor at the uh, the asylum, uh, Kreshnik, yeah. who's played by Eugene Lazarev, who played uh, Anton Vanko in Iron Man 2. She manages to get away from the orderlies. Yeah. And uh, she's wearing a straight jacket. Oh, thank and God for that loose piece of... Like a weird bent metal. Bar like, on yeah, the Yeah, barb on like window. the barbed windows. Yeah. And uh, she worms her way out. And yeah. then she runs into the office. And then she sees uh, Fisher's there. Slit of throat. Fisher's there uh, with his throat slit. Yeah. And uh, will that be retcon later? When we'll we find, find out, out that he had... Uh, he had makeup on because this is a show that is like, oh, yeah. He just tore it off. Even, like, <laughs> so she thinks he's dead. And then they're trying to... The K-director is just like, hey. Yeah. We're double-timing you. And all throughout this sequence... I feel like it's the first time that like actual filmmaking has been happening. There's like it's like kind of tense, and there's yeah. this like crazy, like yeah, Eastern European well, violin well, back music. Back at SD6, they're like, "You sent her." Oh no, is it Vaughn who's finding it? Like, wait, that's the K Directorate, and then I think Vaughn figures out, and then at some point, oh, right, right, right. SD6 is like, "Wait a minute, the K Directorate is involved." Well, who puts on the violin music? Is it SD6 or CIA? Violin music? Yeah, there's this crazy. And that's not the. <laughs> The composer or the sound editor for the show. <laughs> I, I would like to think that it's uh, diegetic. Yeah, and then that's uh, it ends with her what freaking out in an office, having seen uh, Fisher. Yeah, with his throat slit. Yeah, yep. and uh, that's it. Roll credits. What you gonna do now? I'm so excited. Yeah, slow rap over the ending credits. Yeah, a to the L to the I A S. Trouble in Romania, and she's the best. <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's for, our episode. That's uh, that's it for this. It's a week. fun episode. Yeah, a lot happened. A lot, lot to talk about. A lot to discuss. A lot yeah. to pick apart. A lot to try to understand. A lot of, a lot of just to like resign ourselves to like this show doesn't make any fucking sense. But we charge ahead, just like aliens charge. Because they knew they like I said they didn't think anyone would be trying to watch this at some point to like pick it apart or at least to understand it better. They're like ah. Oh, we're, we're waiting for that violence well to tell us when we can go pee because there's a commercial coming. Yeah. And then we're going to wait for the recap at the beginning of the show. And then like, oh, no, these guys were the bad guys all along. Or this bomb isn't a bomb. It's in his chest. Yeah. Or she can disarm this nuke. Dwarf hands. Get on the phone. Put down that uh, fritter. Yeah, he's not having an affair. He wants to be a singer. He wants to be a singer. Um, all right. So uh, we are on Twitter at Final Frontiers. Gmail at Final Frontiers Pod. Yeah, if you want to say us, something, if you want to... There was numerous inaccuracies. Feel free to point them out. Please. Write in all caps if you can. That way we'll read it. <laughs> yeah, that way we know that you're angry yeah. and also that you'll catch our attention. And that you're correct. Yeah. Beyond a reasonable doubt. You've done the research that we haven't. The more exclamation points, the better. Yeah. Um, if you could just put like at the beginning of the sentence, a la the Spanish language, that upside down exclamation mark, so I can just already get in the mood of rage. Use an I if you don't know the key code on your Macintosh to Ooh, enter it. Please just use a lowercase I. It works. Yeah. It works a treat. Okay. Um, yeah. So until next time, uh, my name is Matthew. And I'm Mitchell, and we will see you then. Bye bye. Bye.